I, I mean, you can't script that. I was just running. I thought I was just going to bust an EPOP, and then I just totally bit it. Yeah, um, you could do a whole slip and slide thing around the world, right? There you you go. find all the wet grass, you know, we'll outfit you in uh, <laughs> some nice formal apparel, get a shirt and tie on there, and then see what you can do. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 246. New York City's 520-mile coastline is longer than those of Miami, Boston, Los Angeles, and San Francisco combined. But I dare you to jump in the Hudson River. One of my favorite things in life is when you find a company that you like and they get so successful that then they're able to put out even more and better products. And that certainly happened with Bluffworks. And in today's episode, you're going to learn how to win a free travel blazer from Bluffworks. And it also has happened with Tortuga Backpacks, another one of my favorite companies. So Tortuga Backpacks, if you are looking for the perfect backpack to take around the world with you, go check out tortugabackpacks.com. Right now, they're running a special sale on their version 2 backpack, and they're getting ready to launch their version 3 backpack. So check that out, tortugabackpacks.com. And no matter when you check out or what version you buy, make sure to use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters, because that will get you 10% off your entire order. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is a man who has made mixed drinks in the sink of a plain bathroom, who's the king of Kickstarter, and who is personally responsible for me looking like a grown-up on my travels, even while I'm still acting like a 12-year-old. Stefan Lobel, New York City resident, world traveler, and founder of one of my favorite companies on the planet, Bluffwork. Stefan, how are you today? I'm great. Hello, Travis. How are you? I am doing fantastic. And I feel like that intro, I feel like we at least have to explain the mixed drinks in the sink. Because when I intro someone and then I don't explain what I mean throughout the podcast, I forget people are like, what does that mean? So give us a quick rundown of that. Because I, I still watch that video about once every two months. Uh, yeah, I think I think you might have even left off lavatory, right? We're talking about a lavatory sink on an airplane? Right, right. Is sink in a plane bathroom. Yeah, or Doesn't lavatory. Doesn't everybody yeah. do that? I, <laughs> maybe everyone you travel with. Maybe I'm traveling with the wrong people. Well, if you're in a back row of a, a large aircraft, you're waiting forever to get a drink, right? So, I mean, you got to take matters in your own hands. <laughs> we, uh, will, um, we will link in the show notes to that video. So, if anyone is, is interested, um, if you go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods, we will link to, to that. You don't just make mixed drinks in the plane laboratory. You do a bunch of other funny stuff, too. But the secret was, I thought you kind of mocked it up. Like, I thought it was, I don't know, someone let you onto a plane, um, you know. Oh, no, no, no. No, you did it yeah. all for real. That, that was one flight from Montreal to Portland, Oregon. And uh, I was nervous. It, we, 
Well, you just have to watch the video. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I had to get back in there about four different times, and each time I had this go bag that was packed with everything, like the ice and the drink mix and the disco ball. And um, if you watch it to the end, you'll see that the stewardess uh, – th- that's, tr- that's a real outtake, that the stewardess walks down the aisle and she says, disco ball? Disco ball? <laughs> Anybody forget a disco ball? So, so at this point, you have to watch it. You can get an extra pack of peanuts.com slash pods. You could also, if you're on YouTube – if they go to Bluffworks, I guess Bluffworks YouTube channel, that'll be on there as well, right? Yep. You can find it on YouTube. And the title of the video is Eau de Lave. So you can always search if your French is any good on Eau de Lave. Awesome. Know, awesome. And, and we're, we're going to cut to the chase really quickly for all of you who, the, the three people out there who never listen to the end. Uh, shame on you. But we're going to cut to the chase because I want to announce this right at the top. We're going to be talking about an awesome travel blazer that your company, Stefan, has just put together, um, the Bluffworks Travel Blazer. I've been wearing it all around on my European adventure. It was awesome. But what's really cool is you guys are going to have the chance to win one free. And everyone loves that kind of stuff, right? Everyone loves free stuff, but everyone really, really loves free, awesome, high-quality stuff. So all you have to do to be entered, this is super simple. If, you, if you're listening on your phone or anything like that, you can text the word BLAZER, B-L-A-Z-E-R, to 33444. That'll ask you for your email address. Put that in there. If you're already subscribed to our email list, you'll have to put this in. It's a separate thing to be entered. Um, so you can text BLAZER to 33444, or you can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash BLAZER. So I wanted to put that out there right in the beginning because we're going to be talking about the Blazer and how it came about and everything like that. But if you want to be entered to win it, you have to do that by Friday, October 7th at noon Eastern. So you got a, a few days if you're listening to this right when it comes out, guys. So do that now. Um, and yeah, we're going to be talking about the Blazer. That's why I'm so excited because I don't get excited about fashion and clothes like <laughs> my wife does. And anyone who listens to the podcast knows Heather loves fashion and loves clothes. I don't get as excited, but I do get as excited when we talk about Bluffworks because I've been wearing the pants for two years now. Just got a um, a thing of the blazer, was wearing that all around, and it's awesome. So why don't you kind of tell us, Stefan, Bluffworks? Like, what what is it? Because some people listen and have no idea what Bluffworks is. How did it come about? Sure. So we make travel clothes, active adventure clothing that you can wear anywhere and still look great. And what that means to us is that they include technical features, so always wrinkle-free, breathable, machine washable, but at the same time, we keep a classic look. We don't do the highly synthetic, super nylon-y kind of pants and shirts. Everything we make is designed to look like normal, classic apparel, but perform really well. So you can, for example, like I did this summer, um, you know, wear a pair of our chinos and one of our shirts and, and, and our blazer um, in France for three weeks, wear it in Paris, wear it in the cafes, you know, with my family, chase my kid around the Jardin de Luxembourg, and then go to the Alps and hike and climb in the Alps with my backpack on, and I'm using the blazer's insulation, and then roll out of there, and, you know, you go to a restaurant in Lyon at night, all without, you know, washing that stuff or ironing it any time of the trip, so... Yeah, and that so that's why I'm excited. And not only does it look really good, which you know, even if you don't like fashion or really care how you look, like myself and uh, anyone who's seen our Instagram picture of my hair recently can attest to that. But it you look good, and I'm wearing my bluffs right now, the chinos, and to me they're as comfortable as any sweatpants I've ever worn. So that's a huge thing. It's like they're comfortable, they look good, and for travelers, the great part is that they're not re- you don't have to wash them all the time. And you only really need a couple pairs to get by no matter how long your trip is. 
And if you're like me and you're like Stephanie, you know, you want to pack as little as possible. That's the point. So you're not lugging it around. So it really ticks like the three major boxes in my mind of, of like comfort and fit looking good. And then, yeah, really being the perfect type of material for a traveler. Yeah. I mean, we're just talking about clothes. Like let's get the care of clothing and even like the expense of dry cleaning and all of that pain in the butt stuff. Let's just get that out of the way so you can go have a great trip or you know, work your tail off at home nine to five or, you know, nine to nine, right? Whatever it is, whatever it is that gets you excited to get up in the morning, I think you should easily be able to pull a pair of pants off your footlocker or out of your drawer or out of the laundry, throw those suckers on and just go. Yeah. And on this last trip to Europe, I had a suit with me because I was going to a wedding and then I had the Bluffs blazer as well. And so we just got home um, last week. And of course, you know, all I have is a backpack with me. So I'm just shoving everything in the backpack because we're bringing a bunch of gin home from from London. So like, we have all, you know, we had our packs full and now they're really, really full because we're bringing home gifts and all. And I shoved both of them in and I'm like, this is going to be the test. I'm going to shove the blazer in. I'm going to shove the suit in. Of course, when I get home, I pull the suit out. You know, it's got to be dry cleaned. It's as wrinkled as can be. It looks awful. Pull the blazer out. I'm like, all right, I'm wearing this to dinner. And Heather and I went out to dinner and I wore it. So it really stood the test. I mean, I just threw it in. Didn't even fold it, man. Just crumpled it up and threw yeah. it in. There you go. You it's magic. That's that's what it's designed to do. And how did that come about then? Like, you know, because we are, we're talking travel clothing. Like, were you someone who was always like, all right, I really like nice clothes. I'm going to figure this out. Or was it out of a need because you were traveling, you didn't have something that, that worked like that? Yeah, I mean... It goes back to when I founded the company in New York in 2012. So the quick story is I had a day job in software, and I loved my software job for many, many years. Um, but the last spot I was in became kind of, uh, you know, we all have jobs we hate at some point, right? It was unbearable. It was company went through this, that, and the other thing, and I was just super unhappy in my job. So I decided that I was going to start my own venture. At the same time, I had a kid, so my son's like a year old. And there I was spending all this time ironing and, and, and even just doing laundry um, to, to make myself look halfway decent to go to a job that I hated. And I had just moved back to New York after living in Hanoi, Vietnam and Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia for a couple of years where I was also working in software um, for a really crummy salary. But that's another story. And, uh, and I just, you know, while I was there, I wore travel clothes. I wore your classic like Patagonia kind of stuff. And I rode my motorbike to work and I didn't have to wash them and they never wrinkled and I never ironed them and they, they breathed really well when it was hot out. And I just, it seems like such a small thing, but the fact that I could rely on those pants when I got up in the morning and just go was like, was like everything to me. And there I was in New York, you know, you wake up in the morning, you got the newborn, you've been all up all night and you got all this kind of stuff going on. And then I had to deal with my clothes so I could dress the park for New York City. I was like, this, this is crazy. This is out of whack. Like, it just, it's just not that important. So I thought there has to be a better way. And I decided to apply technical uh, fabrics and apparel uh, to just a classic wardrobe that would be built either for a very active life at home or for a life of a travel and adventure on the road where you never have to iron anything. You don't have to wash anything that often. And you can pull a blazer out of your backpack, you know, just like, like you just described. Well, and it is, it's like pouring salt in the wound, right? Like if you don't like going to your job or, you know, and then you're like, well, now I got to spend 15, 20, 
30 minutes getting ready to go to a job that I don't even want to go to. And I think, you know, fortunately for me, I, I only did that for three years when I, when I was teaching and I didn't hate it, but I hate the one thing that I hated when I was a teacher was like wearing the stuff I had to wear. And it's, I wasn't even suit and tie or anything. Obviously it was, you know, business casual shirt and tie. And that was still enough. The first thing I did when I got home was I ripped that shirt off, took that tie off. I'm like, you know, you felt free. And that's one of the great things that I love with these clothes is that you can easily wear it and it, it feels good. It feels comfortable, but it, it can go between any type of thing that you're going to be doing in your life, whether you do have to get dressed up a little for work or whether even like with me, I could wear anything I wanted right now recording with you and no one would know, but I put pants on because they're bluffs and they're comfortable, man. So it, it it's really pretty awesome. And if anyone wants to hear more about the origin story of Bluffworks, we did do two other episodes um, a while back now. I think it was about a year and a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can check them out. Um, it's called Wrinkle-Free Entrepreneurship, Part 1, Part 2. Um, check them out because we've got some really cool stories. And you have some really cool, crazy travel stories because you're a very seasoned traveler in those episodes as well. So check those out. We're not going to dive too deep just on the Buffworks origin story because I want to get to the actual blazer because you started making pants. Why don't, why don't you tell a story of, of kind of the timeline of Bluffs and how each new product has built on the other one? Yeah, so in 2012, we launched our first pair of pants on Kickstarter, and it raised $128,000 in the 30 or 35 days we were on the platform. And that was a tremendous success. That was the first time we ever sold a pair of pants. Um, before Kickstarter, I thought we were going to make these like 500 pairs, and I was going to like warehouse them in my my little cabinet in, in our house and sell them one by one. And then Kickstarter just made it all go boom, um, which was really exciting. Give someone really quickly, give someone a bit of an idea. If if you don't know what Kickstarter is, give us like the, you know, the Cliff Notes version of of Kickstarter and and how it was able to take your business basically to the next level or even to start really. Yeah, absolutely. So Kickstarter is a platform that's designed for creatives to bring a project to life that doesn't yet exist and needs some level of capital in order to do so. So for example, in our first project, we asked to raise $13,500 because that was the cost of the first production run. And often as a creative, you get in a spot where it's like, I can't make, I mean, you can make one pair of pants. It's going to be custom made. It's going to be very expensive. You know, you can't make 10 or you can't make 20 because they are, there are minimums for doing these production, right? And if that's an example for apparel, imagine if you were doing something that required a mold, you know, you, something, some kind of physical hard good, you need a mold, the mold could be $5,000, right? So before you make one, you know, you're already in the hole for five grand. So what Kickstarter does is allows you to set a goal. You, you present your project to the community, um, using a video, you talk all about your project and you and your origin and your story. Um, and then you ask people to back your project and in exchange for backing, you give them a reward. So for my project, it makes sense for the reward to be a pair of pants. Now, the the difference here is that you're not buying pants. You're backing a project for getting a reward. Kickstarter's gotten so pro- popular that you have projects raising over $10 million. I mean, not every day, but it does happen, like the Pebble Watch, for example, and, and some other notable others. Um, so, But what people are doing when they back you is is they are supporting your effort to try to bring this to life. And it's not a certainty that the thing's going to come to life and Kickstarter projects fail all the time. People get very upset. Um, but the idea is that by backing you early, you're also getting a discount. So 
for us, it gave us a bunch of capital. It validated the idea that these pants had legs, so to speak. Um, it enabled us to produce 2,000 pairs of pants to start, not just 500. It gave us great customer feedback and um, a community that, that still back us today. Uh, people backed our first, second, and third projects, and then and off we went. So, Yeah, and I think that's it, it's really neat. If you guys aren't familiar with Kickstarter, I mean, it's starting to work its way into the the lexicon of uh, of the masses and a lot of you probably do know but it is it's just a really neat way for people who have ideas who could never have the money to do it beforehand or, or would have to go into huge amounts of debt to say hey here's my idea what do you think put together really cool videos that's kind of the one of the best parts about yeah. kickstarter is everyone yeah. gets really creative with the videos because it's it's fairly competitive now right i mean there's a lot of different it projects is. out there you have to stick out, and um, and so your first one was 2012, a <laughs> pair of, of work, um, of of khaki pants, like like more for work, and then your second one was a pair of casual ones, like chinos, right? Correct. I um, launched a chino last summer that raised 118 thousand dollars, and then we launched the blazer uh, this September 15th, I believe, and it, it closes on uh, October 10th. Yeah, and that's why we're talking about it today, and that's why we're releasing it, because if you are interested in the Blazer, and if you are interested in seeing the Kickstarter, hopefully you're listening to this while it's still available, but it's going to come out, and you have like six, seven days to look at it, back it if you want, obviously join the contest to hopefully win a free one, and things like that, but for you, what was the move from pants, because I, I'm still always boggled by people who make physical products because I think it's just so different from the realm that I live in. Like for me, it's, oh, I'll just hop on the mic. We'll do some podcasts. It's not as, as easy as that, but it's, it's just, um, I think it's just hard for me to envision myself doing something with a physical product because it seems so much more difficult, but you, you got into the pants and you did it with Kickstarter. Why the blazer as the third piece there after doing two types of pants? The blazer has been my dream product for three years. So if we launched the company, you know, four years ago, um, a, you know, we um, immediately got feedback from our customers that said, I want a matching blazer because they're wearing our pants for everything. They're wearing them to, to ride their bike to work, but then also like formal occasions, dressing them up with a shirt and tie. And they're like, we need a blazer to go with it. And I just I I didn't want to do the blazer until it was a smash hit. And there's a couple of things I, I wanted to pull off in it. I wanted to use mechanical stretch in the fabric. And our chinos have mechanical stretch, but our original pant does not. And what you learn in fabrics, it should just be really easy. You walk into to a, a fabric mill and you're like, I want it to look like this and perform like this. You have characteristics that fight against each other. So our first our first original pants, which we still sell today, still our top seller, they're extremely lightweight. They're very strong. You can fall off your bike in them. And we have stories of guys writing us that said they did not you know, rip their pants. But they have this wool-like grain, so they, they don't look like a polyester pant. Super wrinkle-free, the coolest, lightest, most breathable pant that I've really ever worn. So there you go. But they don't have stretch, and they don't have as soft of a hand feel. So now we go the other way. We make the chinos. The chinos are really soft, and they have a lot of stretch in them. But things that are not soft – are not going to have the level of durability of our originals, right? Which are just bomb proof, you know, take them backpacking for a year. So I, I didn't want to build a blazer for either of those. I didn't want to build a cotton looking blazer, not really into the cotton, cotton suit look, right? And our, our originals were, you know, 
guys were asking for a matching jacket, but I wanted to work in this stretch first. So what we did is we came up with a fabric that has all the characteristics we, we wanted. And it took three years of R&D. Um, the fabric is, is light, cool, light, breathable. It, it, it has mechanical stretch built in. It's amazingly soft, so it looks and it feels like wool. And at the end of the day, it's machine washable. And that, that was our, our big goal. And uh, we finally did it. And I, I don't know, I'm still thrilled just talking about it. So not to geek out too much on the fabric, but I just think it's fascinating because how, like, how were you able to find that fabric? Because like you said, you would think that, hey, someone else has done this before. Okay, we're just going to use the same fabric that what, you know, like you find one that was what you want and you say, we're going to use the same fabric as, as this one and you bring it in and someone say, oh yeah, that's this, 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 this. And you'd be like, cool, make it. But I mean, you've sent me pictures before of all the fabrics that you've gone through for the chinos and the blazer. And I mean, it's just like, yeah. you know, hundreds of different types of fabric. I didn't even know more than like three types of fabrics even existed, man. So how does that even work? It's, it's partnerships and it's trial and error. So most apparel companies don't have their own R&D. You know, we don't have chemists and fabric people and looms. And that's true of a lot of companies. I mean, the big ones have some slice of their most strategic R&D. But even, even companies like you think Nike and Patagonia, they are buying fabric from, from mills. So these mills exist in the world for them to do the R&D and for them to bring what they think their customers are going to want. And we just had lots and lots of mills over these three years that told us, you know, we would give them our requirements. And they, oh, yeah, either we have something or we can do that. And they would give a sample yardage or they'd work something up for us and I would test it and it would just go down in flames. And, you know, even things that we sent to the lab. So there are these really interesting labs that can do everything from like fire repellency to, to like UV stuff, to washing, color fastness, to breathability, to durability. You, know, you walk into a lab and there's like hoods and things on fire and electron microscopes and I mean, all kinds of jazz going on. Dude, can and, you take um, me to a lab one time? I absolutely take you to a lab. All right. 37th cause... Street? All right. We're going oh, to yeah. a lab I'll, next time I'll I'll I come up. Funny, it's, it was an old travel agency, and they have a ridiculous, like, Swedish cottage in their conference room, like, with wood shingles, because, like, literally, and they left it. Anyway, then you open this door, and behind is, like, all these tinkerers. So, yeah, I'll take you to a lab. Um, but they don't tell us jack. Like, I, I give them fabrics that pass the test, and then I wear test them, and they fall apart. And my most notorious method of wear testing is I have this, they have this bike. I have a, a cargo bike. So it's, uh, the bike itself is 50 pounds, and it's got 20 pounds of metal chain on it in New York. And uh, when you leave your bike outside in New York, people beat on it. So some guy had slashed my seat. So my, my bike seat looks like Death Valley. It's got those squares with the cracks in between. It's all curved up. And that's one of the things I use for wear testing is I sit on that bike seat and it just, it just shreds fabrics. And uh, you, wear, you ride that bike for six months or whatever, you really know if something's going to pass. So that's what I do. It was partnerships. Finally found the right mill. And we just did trial and error with him, just like everybody else. And uh, we got it got it to work. And I'm just like, wow. So forget all the fancy high-tech labs and chemists. Just hop on a cracked bike seat, wear it around for a couple of days. And if it, if it works, it works. And I can personally attest to the amount of stretch in the chinos. If anyone has been following our social media accounts, you'll, you'll notice when I did an EPOP pose in Norway, I took a little bit of a fall. You um, did. It was a bit wet. I just... Totally, your can. totally bit it. And I was wearing my Harvest Gold um, Bluffworks chinos and there was no rips or anything. It was absolutely awesome. So um, yeah, I can personally attest to it. 
Yeah, man, that was awesome. I mean, I would you say that was the best video you ever made running down that slick wet grass? I, uh, I got the most comments on it for sure because it's so. I, I mean, you can't script that. I was just running. I thought I was just going to bust an epop, and then I just yeah. totally bit it. Um, yeah, you could do a whole slip and slide thing around the world, right? There you you go. find all the wet grass. You know, we'll outfit you in. Uh, <laughs> Nice, some nice formal apparel, get a shirt and tie on there, and then see what you can do. Get the get the blazer, get the pants, and then go from there. So with your, your feedback from people, like you said, people are asking for the blazer, and then you went through and you decided, all right, here's, the, here's what I need to make it exactly what I want. Like, we're not going to put out anything inferior. We're going to have to make this thing, this thing perfect. And now you have it out, uh, and, it's, and it's on Kickstarter. What is the... Kind of what is the hope? Like, are, I mean, are you happy with the blazer? What is what is the feedback you've been getting? And what is the hope going forward with bluffs and with the idea behind the blazer and the fact that you have two types of pants now? Yeah. So the feedback has been incredible. I think Gear Patrol had said it's the first technical blazer that didn't sacrifice aesthetics and hand feel for performance. And that for us was like, I mean, that's number one. That's, that is what we are trying to achieve. And everyone who's tested it and put it on so far has been really impressed. They usually tell me, you know, can I really, you know, can I really wash it? Can I really throw it in the overhead bin? Can I really do this to it? And I'm just like, absolutely, you know, can I dry it? Yeah, you can wash it. You can wash it, you dry it. You throw it in the dryer. Like, just you should just go whole hog in this blazer and just beat it up. So that's that's what I'm most excited about. And the feedback's been incredible. And it's you know, I'm looking forward to getting it in people's hands. Our Kickstarter rewards will begin shipping in December. And then um, then, then there's like rolling. We ship on a monthly basis after that. So if you're looking to get your hands on a Blazer, you got to back it on Kickstarter because the end of the campaign is it usually has a lot of um, traction. And, you know, we will sell more and more of our production as the end of, end of our Kickstarter campaign comes to a close. So you kind of, if you want to get in line, it's got to do it. It's got to happen now. Um what we're trying to achieve with this is, you know, to enable people to travel the world and shove this thing in their bag and, and look great and just change their idea of, of what they can do in a blazer or whether or not they want to bring a blazer. Because for me, I just hated those damn things. You know, they were, they were so hot and they were expensive and I had to spend all this money to dry clean them. And then, you know, when I had it on the airplane there, I'd be like putting it in the overhead bin and you're like, watching the next person who puts their bag in there to make sure they don't crush their blazer, you know? And if you're not doing that, you're bringing a garment bag. And it's like, you've got to be kidding me. Like this garment is like ruling my life in this way. It's just ridiculous. So I hope we crack the door open for lots of guys. And there are guys that like, they get on a bike in Paris, you know, they ride the bike all over. They do something fun. You know, they, they climb the steps all the way up to Montmartre on a hot day or whatever. Maybe even they take their blazer off. They shove it in a bag. They play a little, like, football in the street or whatever. And then they're ready, they're ready to go to dinner. And, you know, they've got a date on their arm. They take the blazer out. Boom. They put the blazer on. And you just, like, you go up, like, three notches. And you feel so much better and comfortable about yourself and about wherever you are, that it just adds this great level of pleasure. And that's what I want for our guys. And here's what's neat. I, I am someone who never dresses up. I mean, one of the beauty, one of my favorite parts about working for myself is that I don't have to put on the shirt and tie that I did when I was teaching. I certainly don't have to wear a suit. It's crazy because I would always bring hoodies with me. And Heather said to me, 
for years. I just want you to bring one nice thing so that when we're going out to dinner, <laughs> you only have one nice thing. And for a little while, it was like a merino wool like sweater, which was fine, but you know they get pilly and it, it pills, was, dry yeah, clean it, expensive, stretch right. out. And I was yeah. just like, I don't. There's nothing that works. And when I got my hands on the Buffworks, when you sent it to me, when you sent me the Buffworks blazer, and I was on this two month European trip. You know, I was like, all right, well, this is the real test because I'm someone who doesn't like dressing up. I never really wear blazers. Is it going to be comfortable? And I'll tell you what, like from a personal perspective, like you said, it was great because I would we'd be out in London all day and it'd be and it was actually hot. Imagine that it was sunny and hot, which was great. But I put it on the morning when it was a little cool. I'd wear it out, you know, just with, with the chinos and all that. And then it get hot. And it would breathe really nice, which I was like, all right, well, now I'm not sweating like through this stuff. Take it off maybe in the middle of the day, run around a little bit, have it with me. You know, again, shove it in the little backpack that I had on the little day pack. And then we'd go and see a play. And this was like a real day we had. We went and saw Book of Mormon. I'm like, all right, well, I might as well bring it out and look kind of stylish. And you're walking around and you feel like a million bucks. And this is someone, maybe I do care about what I look like now. I used to say I never did, but maybe it just took that little bit of oh, yeah, it's not like I have to sacrifice anything to look good. I can still be comfortable and get it. So I'm a huge convert. And I think it's, uh, I think you have a market not just for the guys who are wearing it, but for the females in their lives who want them to look good, who have never, like me, who would have never even thought that I would wear a blazer. You know, get them a Buffworks blazer, and there you go. Yeah, yeah. You know, fashion is really tied to identity. And we all know people who really care about fashion. They spend money in fashion and the time and they always look good. Um, but if you go the other way and you take somebody who doesn't care about fashion, you say, hey, here, put this on. And it's like purple polka dots. They're like, no way. And you're like, well, why not? And you're like, that's not my identity. So, you know, fashion, it, it really it really is this this deep emotional thing that we present who we think we are or the way we want the world to see us. And if there are guys in the podcast that are like, I never, ever, ever wear a blazer, that's totally fine, right? That, that's great if that's your life. But that, I think that's that me. Like, I, I don't well, ever have to, but now I, I love it, now, man. I yeah, walked on the plane on the way home, and in, I was in the blazer instead of a hoodie, and I felt kind of like... I mean, I was only sitting in the economy. If I was sitting in business, I would have felt even better. But I, yeah. I kind of felt like, all right, I look good. Like I'm a little bit dressed up for this flight. It, it felt yeah. good. That's great. I'm glad to hear. The other thing is, for us, it's just it's such a comfortable garment. That was really important. Um, I wear it in an airline seat with the seatbelt buckled on it all the time. I wear it under backpack straps, and I just I'm always carrying a load of gear. It's just just the way that my life is. So I have a hip belt on my backpack. I mean, I'm schlepping, um, and I wear it under all of those things, and I never have to be concerned about it. Um, and the comfort is there, and that's important. If it's not comfortable, you're not going to want to wear it, right? right? So it has to be number one. Right. So it's cool that we got the blazer, and that it's out, and that it's doing well, and that it it literally ticks every box I could imagine. And I'm a huge critic, and I'll always give you the feedback, and you know that when I'm like ah this and and this ticks all the boxes. But I want to hear like a story because you said it, it was a while in production. We want to hear the horror stories, like what <laughs> working up to oh. getting this blazer to oh. the point that it is. There has to be a few stories where you're like. Trav, I thought I was going to give up, or this was just nonsense, or we went through all types of obstacles to get it done. Because that's the that's the fun part. That's the fun part. Two year two ago, it was, it was October, so we're October now, so it was two years ago. I had a fabric that I thought was going to go the distance, and it was a fabric that came from the mill that produces our original pant, and uh, we still work that work with that mill today, so we trusted them. 
they gave me this fabric and it was it it seemed pretty good you know it stretched and it was really breathable and it was um had an okay hand feel nothing near as good as we've achieved now they give me this fabric i wear tested for six months and it's going really well so, but I wear tested in a crazy color because that's what they do. When they give you sample yardage, they're like, here, you know, or they weave something for you. They do it in whatever colors on, on their mind. You know, your lab dipping colors is a whole separate process down the line. So I wear this, this crazy blue and uh, that passes. And then I go ahead and I say, okay, I order, order the yards. You order 5,000 yards. And I take the top of that production and we make a full suit in it. And I did a trip around the world to shoot our Kickstarter video. I was going to call it the round the world blazer, okay? And in the space of, of eight days, I went around the world. There were only two days I didn't travel. So I went from New York um, to Taiwan, where original fabric was made, down to Hanoi, where I used to live, and then through India, and then I flew back home. And, you know, I was exhausted. It was a great trip. You can actually see some of the footage from this trip in our Kickstarter video that's on online right now. Um, when I got home, the, the suit looked fantastic off the plane. Didn't wrinkle, looked good in that sense. But I looked down and it started to pill. And my heart sunk. I mean, I had tested this fabric for six months, you know? And it was like, so I called the mill, I'm like, what is going on? And they said, well, that's the production. And there's often a difference between the creation of sample yardage, which is done in small lots, and then the production, which is done at scale. So they worked for months and months and months to try to get back, you know, you need to change the heat setting, you need to work on the weave, the finishing process, you need to make it stronger so it doesn't pill. And back to these requirements being at odds, you know, you talked about your merino sweater, it's hard to make things that are soft and stretchy and, and breathable and, uh, but not pill, right? They, they, the requirements go against each other. So after three months of effort, they threw up their hands and they said, we forgot the recipe. <laughs> I, and it, it was brutal. I mean, we spent obviously thousands of dollars and time. And at the time, I was still at my day job. And that was my ticket out of my day job. So it was even harder. And I had to stick with my day job for a whole other year um, until we launched other products. And finally, I, I left my day job, um, you know, a year and a half ago now. But yeah, it, that it was That pilling fresh. kept you in your day job, you know? But now we're here. And so what was the feeling like? When you finally, like, walk us through when you finally found the stuff that you're using now for the blazer. Because, I mean, the lows are low, right? Like, you're sitting there thinking, like, oh, that's a tough memory, tough pill to swallow. But now you have it, and it's, and it's happened. What was that like? You know, running a business, you say the lows are lows. The highs can be high, but with so much responsibility, you're always kind of looking around that next corner. The moment I was like, the blazer's going to work, you know, we had to put so many things in motion in terms of planning. Um, it takes a couple months to get a Kickstarter off the ground if you do it right. Um, and one of the ways we did it is we produced samples that we could give to people like you, right? So you can get your hands on it early. My best moment was this summer in France. I mean, it just, it just performed so well. And, and squishing it under my backpack you know, I have pictures of me like traveling on the streetcar in Lyon, um, coming back from the Alps. And then you, you go to a hotel and we drop off our bags. And then I, I wear the blazer walking around the city. And we finally decided on a place for dinner. We walk in and it, you just, it's just, it's ready to go. The blazer looks great. And you just, you feel so good. Those were my, my best moments, actually using the product. Yeah. And I think that's what's so awesome about 
the people who are who are doing stuff based around travel is that yeah, we could talk about the technical aspects and that's fun and hearing about like stuff that that I wouldn't know with the dying and and going to the mills and people are blowing stuff up. All that's really cool. But the end goal is to make something that's so someone can travel more and and feel better and or pack less. Like it's all based around the end goal, which is traveling. And that's what's so cool about your best moment is that it happened while you were actually out using it to travel. Yeah, that's what's great. great. Yeah, I mean, here's another one. So if you if you see our video, you see a snippet while I'm, uh, where I'm walking a dog in the rain, and you know we're preparing for our shoot, and and the skies just opened up, and we're like, let's go get a shot in the rain. And the fact that we could just walk out in the rain in the downpour, you know, and a dog jumped up on me, got all muddy and stuff, and the mud just wiped right off. That was great. I uh, I don't want to spoil the end of the video, but there was a little bit of a I don't know. I met the Potomac River for a little bit. So, you know, took a little swim in the blazer. And um, after that, you can just hang it over your the rod in your hotel room, and and the blazer will will drip dry just like that, and you can wear it the next day. You know, so those are fun moments too. It it truly is amazing. So we'll give you guys the details really quick on the blazer, and then I got one more question for you, Stefan. But with the blazer, what are you guys producing now for the Kickstarter? It, it's two different colors, right? So we'll give them all the specifics: two different colors and two different types of. Of fit. So if anyone is interested, um, whether you're a guy buying it for yourself or your female is like, hey, this sounds awesome. I want my man in a blazer or whatever it is. Um, give us the details on on the Kickstarter and how they can fund it and exactly what they have to go through to get the be one of the first people basically to get this blazer. Right. So we make um, chest sizes 36 to 48, which is a pretty good range. We make two fits. Uh, we make a slim fit and a classic fit. So that allows guys, you know, the slim fit obviously has a little bit of a more tapered silhouette and the classic fit has a little bit more room in the chest and in the hips. And then we make two lengths. We make a regular length and a long length. And if you need a short, the blazer is tailorable. You know, you can shorten the, uh, you can shorten the sleeves. So, and then two colors, we have a, a navy heather and a charcoal heather. Awesome. And if you guys want to check that out, that will all be linked in the show notes too at extrapackpeanuts.com slash pods, or they can go... If they just go directly to Kickstarter, how can they find the Bluffs Blazer? Like, what's the best way? Just searching for it on Kickstarter. You know what? Bluffworks.com. Bluff, That's the best that, there you go. Yeah. Go to Bluffworks.com. You guys can see the Blazer. You can also see the Chinos. I now have three pairs of Chinos. Harvest Gold, which is my favorite. This cool orange-ish color. Uh, the blue and the khaki. So if you're also looking for travel pants, they are the only pants that I bring with me when I travel. That's it. Uh, occasionally, Heather makes me put a pair of jeans in because she likes the jeans, but I fight against that because I only want to bring the bluffs. Um, so yeah, bluffworks.com. Check that out, guys. And um, as well as, just so you, uh, just so we bring it up again, if you guys want to enter the contest, which, uh, Stephanie, you guys have been awesome enough over at Bluffs to do, to give out a, a free blazer to someone, to one of the EPOP community. All you have to do is text blazer, B-L-A-Z-E-R, to 33444. Just do that right from your phone. That'll get you on the email list. And um, you have to do that by Friday at noon Eastern because then we're going to re- uh, get the word out of who the winner is so that if you don't win, you can go and and back to Kickstarter if you do want the blazer or you can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash blazer. We'll have a little thing there too. All you have to do is enter your name. That's it. Well, email address, I, I guess, not even name, just email address so that we can get a hold of you if you are the winner. Um, so that's awesome, Steph. And I really appreciate you guys giving us the blazer to promote in that way because nothing says that better than someone actually getting their hands on it and, and using it, right? 
Yeah, and and that'll come right off the top of production in December. So I, you know, I would love to see what that person does in the blazer. That's right. So my my last my last question for you then, because now you have the pants, and I've got three pairs of pants, and now you have the blazer, and I've got a blazer. What's next? Like I, I need to be head to toe Bluffworks here, so I don't ever even have to think about my outfit. You know, it's 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 neat to think back that you asked me what was next in our our, our prior show. And yeah. The answer was a blazer, right? Right. Um, so I'm just you know, trying to I, get you to push more things out, right? Yeah, we uh, two things. So I mean, we have a lot of things in the work. You know, we have socks in the work. We there's, I mean, all kind little things like that, which we have to be responsible about when we launch those products. So you know, back to running a business, right? You have to launch things at the right time that work with the customers and cash flow and all those. Those are the, those are the negatives. The positives are um, a shirt. I think you need a nice looking shirt to go with that blazer. So. And then if I can add one thing, we have another long-term R&D project um, going on. Can't say too much about it. It would be patented stuff, which is rare in apparel. But all I can say is that that, that video would for the for Kickstarter, if we were to launch it a year from now, will probably begin where the current video ends on a dock. All right. All right. Awesome. So. Well, that's what I love. I love the fact that you're constantly pushing stuff forward. And it's pretty interesting because you were talking about the guys in the lab tinkering. But really, as, as we're talking, just watching, and the, the wheels are turning, and you're tinkering with all these different things. And it's, it is cool because it's a long-term play. So stuff we're talking about now, you know, you won't get the instant gratification. But in a year or two years, stuff will be coming out. And you'll just keep making our travel lives better, man. I, I, thank you. And I'll say that's an if that's a, that's an if we that's an if we make it and i guess that's uh you know the hard things are the ones that are worth doing so yeah awesome and if you guys are listening again don't forget if you want your chance to win a free bluffworks blazer text blazer to 33444 you can go to slash blazer make sure you give us the best email address so that if we're contacting you we can actually get a hold of you um and it ends friday october 7th 2016 in case you're listening way in the future october 7th 2016 at noon eastern um and then we'll be announcing winner and if you don't win and you want to go and you want to back the Kickstarter, uh, the Bluffworks Blazer on Kickstarter, that would be awesome. What is the price point? You guys have, you have a few different types of rewards, right? Like one Blazer or two Blazers is a little different, right? Yeah, so the Blazer on Kickstarter is $245. It's going to be $295 at retail, so you're saving $50 through Kickstarter. Um, and you can back us for one or, or two Blazers. Um, but really, that's it. It's $245 for a Blazer, and you just have to select whatever reward is open right now then the next delivery that's open is february so we wait too long it's gonna be march awesome well thank you Stefan. guys you can also check out bluffworks.com that will get you to be able to go to the kickstarter that's kind of the hub check that out you can see the pants you can see everything like that as well and if you want to know more about bluffworks and the origin story and entrepreneurship and kind of the stuff we glossed over on this podcast because we want to get in the blazer uh you can listen to episodes 171 and 172 those are called wrinkle free entrepreneurship so that's where Stefan gets into all the fun details and the nitty-gritty and the great travel stories so go check that out have some more listening about Bluffworks and about and about the cool travel. And I just really appreciate you coming on again, Stefan. I know you're busy. I've been um I've been refreshing the Kickstarter page for you guys and you're up at like two hundred and fifty thousand last time we checked. So that's, that's a right. That's pretty right. big success, right? It's great. It's great. No, it's it's 
it's a wonderful thing. Kickstarter is incredible and, and we are grateful to our backers. Awesome. So thanks for joining us. I know you're busy. Really appreciate it. Always great to talk to you. And if anyone else out there is listening, again, don't forget, you can join the contest. We'd love to have you in and, uh, and we'll make you tell us what you use the Blazer for then as well. So thank you everyone for joining us today for the ongoing support as always for making us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes. And until next time, happy free travels. <laughs>